the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back to this week's edition of Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. Sorry, I just ran in there. <laughs> Truth be told, I'm a little out of breath right now. Because I ran from all the way downstairs to get up in here today. Um, Yeah, welcome. <laughs> We've had a very um interesting week. Uh, and it got me to thinking. And... um. I wrote a little something that I, I, I'd like to talk about. Uh, just my heart and where I'm at in my own life and things that have taken place in my own life. And it got me to thinking about my faith, family, my radio show, all of this. And I want you to hear it. And then we'll, 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 we'll tussle about everything else uh, right after this. Hope I can read it because it's, I'm looking at the print right now, and it's real small. But I'm I'm gonna do my best. Hopefully I don't shed any tears or anything like that. Hopefully I can get it going, you know. But here it goes. In the aftermath of an unimaginable personal tragedy tragedy that has left my my heart heavy with sorrow, I I feel compelled to share with you the profound spiritual transformation that has taken place within me. The loss of my beloved son and cherished brother has shaken my world to its core. Yet through the depths of pain and grief, a divine purpose has emerged. I am determined to be an agent of change, guided by the unwavering, unwavering love and teachings of Christ, even th- towards those who may be considered as enemies. Grief has a way of stripping away our pretenses and forcing us to confront the raw realities of life. It challenges us to examine the depths of our faith and calls us to embody the radical love that Jesus taught. Love that extends not only to our loved ones, but also to our enemies. In the face of profound loss, I have come to understand the immense value of every soul and the transformative power of forgiveness and compassion. Through the lens of my faith, I now see the world with new eyes. The fragility of life and the brevity of our earthly existence have illuminated the truth that we are all God's children, deserving of love and redemption. In a world often rife 
with division, animosity, and hate. I am compelled to be a living testament to the teachings of Christ, embracing his commandment to love our enemies as ourselves. This commandment challenges me to transcend my own pain and find a way to extend love and grace to those who have caused me harm. It is a daunting task, but one that is rooted in the transformative power of God's love. By choosing to forgive, I break the chains of bitterness and resentment that can bind us, and I open the door to reconciliation and healing. The remainder of my life will be dedicated to being a change agent of truth, love, and forgiveness. Even in the face of adversity, I will speak out against injustice and falsehoods while simultaneously seeking to love those who oppose me. I will strive to extend a hand of reconciliation to my enemies, understanding that it is through the transformative power of Christ's love that hearts can be changed. While the pain of losing my son and brother cannot be erased, I can honor their memories by embracing the radical love that Jesus embodied during his earthly ministry. I will carry their love within me, drawing strength from the love and joy they brought that they brought into my life. And I will extend that love to others. Even those who may have caused, even those who may have caused their untimely departure. It is through this absence that I have discovered the profound importance of loving our enemies, a love that has the power to break down barriers, heal wounds and transform lives. In this transformative journey, I invite you to join me. Let us walk hand in hand, united by our shared faith in Christ and our commitment to loving even those who may oppose us. Together, let us strive to create a world where forgiveness and compassion prevail and where love overcomes hate. Let us be defined not by the tragedies that have befallen us, but by the unwavering love and forgiveness that radiate from our hearts with sincere devotion and an unwavering faith in Christ's teachings. I made that... I wrote that because, as you guys know, last week, um, Sean Thompson and my co-host, Valon Galloway, um, got into it over the radio. Um, But they came together like men and forgave each other. Uh, I also had Stephanie Trussell in here in studio, and that led to a lot of people coming out and against us, myself and Valon Galloway from another radio show. Uh, On the outtake, I really wanted to go off. I wanted to lose it. I wanted to go back and and get back at these people who continuously attack. For what reason? I have no idea. I I take no victim role. I'm not a victor. I'm a victor. And I just wanted to say that because my nature wanted to attack. But this transformation that I'm going through where I'm so focused on what God has for me to be a champion for him. I had to address it in a way that normally I wouldn't have addressed it. I would not have addressed this normally this way. I would have come on this radio show and attacked the people that have attacked me, but I didn't. And when I saw Valon and Sean come together and, 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 and bring some healing to each other and, and didn't go after. Now they're, they've reconciled their differences. I couldn't come in and be the attack dog today. So Valon Troublemaker, what you and Sean did motivated me to not go on the attack. So I, I want to say thank you to Sean, you and Sean Thompson. Oh, <laughs> you don't got to thank me. Listen, 
it's hard for me to follow what you just said. Everything falls by the wayside after that speech. But I do want to bring clarity to the situation. We talk like that in person, but see, people aren't privy to that. It, well, I've been privy to You it. have, and a, and a couple of people, because somebody called Sean Show, and he had to ask him, you were there, you're there, you you see how we talk. But like I said on Sean's show, what's, what happens at the cigar shop has to stay at the cigar shop from yeah. now on. But you know what? I want to say two men can argue passionately without the black guy being a victim right. and the white guy automatically being the racist. A lot of people have been uh, all week, and you know, I, you know, I've been getting phone calls and talking to people, and people have put their their opinion out there. You know, racial politics is being used, and I want to tell people stop that. Yeah. Don't go straight to race just because people have a disagreement. Think about something. This all started out from an argument about the debt ceiling. ceiling. Right. You're losing the issue in the weeds. Right. Think about that. That's that all went to the wayside just that quick because people want to talk about race. Mm-hmm. Stop it. The debt ceiling affects everybody in a lot of different ways. And by us arguing, we didn't get a chance to put it out there because we didn't have a back and forth. Right. But we'll do that when I see him. And and and, and let me please because I, I was reading some of the comments and, and a lot of the different. It was just everywhere: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. There were comments everywhere. And people were saying, well, why did I cut off your mic? I don't have control to cut off mics. That's the technical producer that cuts off mics. I, I muted Sean. Um, that's, what, that's the power I had. I only had the power to mute Sean, and I did mute him. You know, And a lot of people were saying, well, why? why? Well, because my role as a host is to, is to gain control of my show. The name says Black and Right with John Anthony. I have to maintain the control of my show. And I did that to the best of my ability. I've never been, I've never been privy or ne- had anything like that to ever happen. But my crisis training kicked in, and I knew I had to gain control, and I d- and, and that's exactly what I did. So, well, both of our mics got cut because Pete cut me, right? And I, and you know me, and he John. did, he, he did a great job. Yes, he, he did. I gotta give it to DJ Pete. Um, he did his job last week. And and and, and you know, uh, I, you know, I always re-listen to the show. I mean, he did do a good job. It yeah. didn't. You couldn't tell that we both were getting muted. Right. Right. <laughs> it was good. But I want to say something, John, because yeah. we only got a few seconds left before the break. Well, somebody that same lady you talking about on Blackity Black Radio. No, that's that's not name. Okay, okay. No, no I'm just saying the radio. That. I don't want to say the radio's right. okay. name. That's why I call it. It's all all black station. Yeah. She called me out by name. Yeah. So I'm going to call her out by name. No, not on this show. Okay. All right. Nope. Okay. Uh, All right. All right. Did you hear anything about what I just read? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But but the issue she talked about was slander. She lied on me. So when we come back and break, you can address that. Okay. You can definitely address that. Um, (laughs) Jim, I know what he's calling about. Robert Mitchell, hold the line. We'll take your calls when we get back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with The Troublemaker. Um, Troublemaker, I'm going to let you address that, and then um, uh, I want to talk about the first hour. I want to talk more about um, the Trump indictment and things of that nature. And then the next two hours, we're going to be having uh, State Representative Marty McLaughlin join us in, live in studio. And we're going to tackle a lot of the stuff that happened during this last session um, down there in Springfield. 
So go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I want this. Okay, John said this person has to remain nameless. That's fine. But people know who I'm talking about. Now, John, this woman has been coming after Stephanie Trussell, blaming her for the loss of, of the election in Illinois viciously for months. So John said, I'm bringing Stephanie in so she can defend herself because right now she doesn't have a voice on radio. Correct. You know, and so, I would do that for any of my friends. I know you will. So she did. <clears throat> and this person on black radio, the only black radio station in Illinois. What? The only black radio. Black, I mean, radio <laughs> station, not show. Radio station. She felt the need to rebuttal by lying. Because I took care of her grandmother for uh, uh, for a time, and I was very fond of her grandmother. But mm-hmm. she, but but her only way to strike back was to lie and say I dropped her grandmother on her head. Uh, that was said where? Well, uh, this on, was said. This was said on black, blacky uh-huh. black radio. Oh, okay. Now, she, it 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 really offended me because as many times as I've called into the morning and answer about elder abuse, mm-hmm. that hurts me because that's my life's work right is to help people you know i hate like like i always say i hate death right i even get upset when someone of elderly age died right you know so i was very fond of her grandmother matter of fact her grandmother thought i was her husband i was the only one that could calm her grandmother down to go to sleep uh, she would say, are you coming to bed? I say, yeah, I'm coming to bed. The nurses would come and get me and say, we need you to get her to go to sleep, you know? So, because, <clears throat> you know, they didn't want to give her medicine and all that type of stuff. So I would get her to go to bed and then she wouldn't let me leave the room, right? So I say, listen, I got to go back to work. She was like, don't be running them streets. Well, I ain't letting you back in, <laughs> you know? Oh, so she th- really thought you were she, her She husband. really thought, oh, wow. you know, yeah, she really thought I was her husband. So she, she, I, don't you just love, the, the elderly, they, they, I love how them. affectionate they and 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 sweet and kind they I, are. I love going to work. I do. I really do. And it really offended me when she, you know, she slandered me that way. But I'm gonna tell her this is her la- this is her first and last chance. I'm gonna leave it alone. But you do not want to be first on my list when John and I start troublemaker of the week. Yeah. Because I'm not gonna play no games. Now, since John said, "Don't say your name," I won't. I'm going to leave it alone, but this is the first and only chance you get. Stephanie had a right to defend herself because you've you've been on a terrible And, I, and it wasn't a roast session. I, it was just point point spoken, point. Um, Stephanie was trying to basically say, well, this is what they were saying, but this is what actually happened. So so Stephanie got her side of the issue out. I, you, you, if you, where did I? I didn't attack anybody. We, none of us did. I asked the question. And, you, and we we was asking questions and she was laying it out and that was it. Right. But she's hell bent on destroying Stephanie Trussell for okay. whatever reason. I'm done with that now. <laughs> we we already know what Jim is calling about, Valon. Jim, right. what's up, buddy? Hi, guys. I steal a phrase. Peace, love, soul. Soul train. I used to watch it all the time. Anyway, I, I was going to say that the, the Democratic strategist and the vanilla Democratic voter Expected the vote against Trump. They wanted to. I mean, they wanted to have Trump run. They thought he was easily beatable, so they didn't want to arrest him out of existence. This this notion that the Democrats are trying to arrest him out of they want to run against Trump. Please believe me. Democratic strategy in, in the vanilla Democratic voter wants to vote against Trump. 
So they don't want him arrested out of existence. Anyway, uh, I hope uh, I hope you guys cheer up and, and have a great week. <laughs> take, take care, take, Jim. Take care. Jim's always uh, happy, he man. He's always happy. Uh, let's go to Robert from Bloomingdale. Robert. Hey, guys. Hey, first, Berlon, don't take it personally with the, what's going on with Stephanie. Trust will be the bigger person and just kind of let it roll off your shoulders. All you know? right. All right. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, because you seem like a very caring person. And, um, yeah, and I, I, you know, I think just be a bigger man. And Stephanie, you know, I know you want to defend her and all that. The reason I was calling is I want to ask, in your opinion, I was on another radio show, and the question is, is the media trying to get President Trump and cover up what Biden's shenanigans are doing? Because I don't buy the answer that, that right. that's the answer. I think there are fearful that Trump's going to win and they're running out of options. What do you think? Uh, I, I think it, it, it's that. But you know what? I, I, I went back and I looked at, uh, read some articles. They knew before he's, when, while he was running for president that this investigation was open. They knew then. I mean, how, how do you allow this man to run for office? I, I mean, he, he's, how, how does this happen? Huh? The, the double standard is crazy. Now, remember. They set a new standard yeah, saying that you, you're not supposed to be, you know, charging people while they're running for office. You remember, remember, remember we talked they, were about saying, they were saying the same thing. Will, will Trump go after Biden while he's president? And remember that? Yeah. yeah. And, all, and, these, all these the airheads on air were saying this. They'd let all of the allegations fall to the wayside about Joe Biden. You can't interfere with an election. And now look at what they're doing to Donald Trump. Right. They're interfering with the election. Now, I, I, I got to admit, I read the indictment. As you read that indictment, man, it's loaded. I was listening to Jonathan Turley talk about it, too, and Jonathan Turley lost it on him. Um, but but I, I got a clip from Mark Levin. Mark Levin went off on the Sean Hannity show. Ooh. It's it's seven minutes. I don't know where I'm going to play it, but I'm going to find a place to play it. Uh, Mark Levin went completely off. I, I want to clear the lines first, and okay. then we can we can go there. Uh, Mitchell from Des Plains, welcome back to Black and Right. Hey, guys. Hey, John Berland. Uh, first of all, last weekend... Last Saturday, Berlan, there was a full moon in Sagittarius. Now, keep in mind this. Sean is on the cusp. He's a Scorpio and on the cusp of being a Sagittarius. So it, when there's a full moon, Berlan, what it does, it exacerbates our emotions. So this is going to happen one way or another. And it's a culmination of events. And if you trace back to the conflict last Saturday, it was a culmination of things that happened during that week. And then on a, on a full moon, there's a climax. There's, there's, a, there's a conclusion. It's an end point. So this is going to happen one way or another. And uh, secondly, with regards to Trump, um, you know, don't you find it interesting, John, that, you know, they couldn't get him on Russiagate. They couldn't get him on January 6th. They tried to get him on impeach twice. That didn't work out. Uh, he's such a threat yeah. to the radical Democrats that this is their oath. They, they want to basically have this can go on so that it becomes what I call people that are on the fringe independent voters that will go to DeSantis. That, yeah. That's the strategy. But, but Mitchell, I, you know, I, I, I just, you're right. Teflon Don. And, and, and I disagree with Jim. I, I, I think, I think because Trump's not part of the uniparty, I think that's why they, they, they view him as the threat. And and remember, they weren't expecting him to be president in 2016. He was not expected to win that that election. He disrupted a lot of the things that they wanted to do uh, because Hillary was supposed to. And Hillary was going to come in and clean up that whole mess that they left behind. That's this was their thought. There's no way that Trump's going to be president. Well, guess what? He won. And 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 he he put a stop to to whatever whatever they, they, they these these conniving 
beasts were doing. Um, because and these people don't love America, man. They do not love America. They don't love the America that they don't love the republic, the constitutional republic that is America. They love this. They love this idea of 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 of, of becoming China, you know, becoming uh, Venezuela. I mean, because they implemented everything that they believe in. Everything. Name one thing. I, I was talking to some immigrants this week. People that 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 that, that, that actually he was from Venezuela, and he said he's he born and raised in, in Venezuela. He was a soccer player. And he's afraid of what he's seen uh, here in America that they had in Venezuela. And, and it scares him to death that he that he's literally seen point by point, blow by blow of what how Venezuela went down. It's happening here in America. And it sent chills down my spine. It's a banana republic. It is. It is. All right. Thank you so much, Mitchell. Uh, uh, let's go to Michael. Michael, we got about a minute uh, to break. Go. I, and I believe I believe Garland out on the Supreme Court. That's exactly what this is about. Oh, oh, absolutely. This is revenge. And, you know, Mitch McConnell did this, the country a huge service by keeping that weasel off the Supreme Court. We are a ban- banana republic. I mean, when is uh, Mayor Garland going to go after the people who protested in front of the homes of the Supreme Court justices? Yeah. I mean, you can't have you can't have a system of justice in which the law is applied to one side, but not the other. Yeah. I mean, thank God Mayor Garland is not on. Oh, my court. goodness. <laughs> Thank God. Hey, Michael, um, I saw that you were at a concert. Where's, where was that concert at? Oh, uh, not me. It was my cousin. I, oh. I had met him for the first time last night, and he um, was performing in Tinley Park. Oh, nice. So it, was, it was just beautiful. Oh. Yeah, Michael, but thank you so much. Then no problem. Thank you so much for, for calling us, brother. Thank you, John. T- uh, take care, Verlon. Have a good Take it easy, brother. Have a good day. Ah, uh, Philip. Ha, <laughs> Eduardo. After the break. We'll be right back. Now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Switch your, switch your attitude. Go ahead, level up yourself. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with The Troublemaker. I got to admit, uh, I'm, I'm feeling a, little, a bit sluggish today. I'm, I'm really tired. You know, I've, I've been doing a lot of work um, with um, my pastor um, and um, Grace Association and things of that nature. And it's, and, and it's been doing just a lot of busy work. And it's I'm, I'm a little little tired today. I try to get you yeah. passionate. No, through the yeah, break. I know you did, but no, it ain't working. <laughs> uh, let's let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Eduardo from Tampa Bay. Must be nice. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a hundred uh, this week coming up. Oh, you can keep that with that with oh, that humidity. Oh no, that's too much. <laughs> you won't be able to breathe down there. Hey, mm. Yeah, uh, before before we all get into heavy on Donald Trump, this uh, Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Nineteen million people got that. You know, all the, you know, pep rally, hey, let's get that vaccine, you know, Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson & Johnson, and, and and that one's been canned. So, right. hey, let's That's a good thing. distract from news, you know, lifeguard shortage. Uh, I mean, I, I'm going through the drive through today. Nobody, it took a long time because nobody wants to work. Right. Eduardo, I want you to keep that in your back pocket for the 15th. Do some research on it because... On the fifteenth, it's going to be a special thing going on, a special host, and he's going to be talking about healthcare and COVID. So please 
Definitely. Please, please research that. And you talking right. doing, doing insurance, you're going to add a lot to the mix. So uh, July 15th. Yeah. Eduardo, what, what, what's your take on this with, with Trump and the the indictment falling when it when it fell and and Joe Biden and everything that he has going on? And, you know, they allowed this man to run for president knowing that um, he, he allegedly took bribes. Yeah, I don't I don't really make a big deal. I mean, there has to be something where somebody was killed, some kind of like physical harm to somebody. I mean, all presidents in the past have done something that might be questionable. But I mean, <laughs> there's so much other stuff in the world. Oh, my goodness. We had COVID and George, uh, George Floyd, those one, two punches. They yeah. just destroyed societies, particularly here in this country. Yeah, mm. That's true. All right, thank you, Eduardo. Yeah. Uh, enjoy All that right, um, that insufferable weather down there in <laughs> no Florida way. right now. <laughs> no way. Let's go, Antonio Timothy. What's up, brother? How are you guys doing? I'm doing, doing well. Fine. All right. Well, I'm sorry you're feeling a little sluggish. But I maybe am. I can get a little passion in you today. Oh, please, come on. I'm, I'm somebody needs to uh, ignite that flame. I'm going to cheer you up a little. Okay. Remember, all right. This federal case against Trump under whose circuit court does this fall? Wait, Clarence say that again? Thomas. Who, under what, under whose circuit court? Under the Supreme Court. Who's in oh, charge of, the, of that circuit? It's Clarence yeah. Thomas. Yeah. Now you understand why they were going after Clarence Thomas. Oh, oh full month. circle moment right oh, there. Oh, cool. Oh, yes. That's why they were trying. They were trying to, to curb him and, 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 and maybe a shot across the bow. That makes know, sense. This case is garbage. And it's, you know, if this judge Cannon doesn't throw it in the trash bin, of course, it'll get appealed. Yeah. Ultimately, Clarence Thomas is going to decide, hey, is this constitutional? Is it not? Can it go forward? And that's what they were trying to do. That's ultimately what they were but, trying but Antonio, to do. But Antonio, Antonio, let's, 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 let's take this a little bit further step, uh, back a little bit. Show me anywhere where it says it, it, it gives guidance on how the a president of the United States is to um, make something unclassified, declassify something. Where Show me, find somewhere in the Constitution, find somewhere in, in, the, in the directives. Uh, and the U- USC code. Find me. T- tell me something where that's where where they in, they they tell presidents how to do this. Tell me, please. Well, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do one better. Uh-huh. I'm gonna do one better. It's already been decided in the Supreme Court twice. It has. That, yes, that it that this, the president and one the last one was Clinton. Judicial Watch sued you know the Clinton administration because mm-hmm. he kept these secret documents in the sock drawer. Yep. And the Supreme Court said, hey, you know what? He's a president of the United States. He has access and rights to all his records and any records while he was president. Therefore. Nothing you can do about it. Yep. And he, at any point, can decide that this is classified, this is not classified, so there's no... Case. And he can bring anybody in to say, hey, come come read this document. The minute the president does that, it, 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 I mean, there's no, there's no law. That, but not even declassified. It just means that the president met, believe this person to be, to be deemed uh, privy of this information. Right. I'm going to one-up all of you. Well, go, ahead, go ahead. What about Bill Clinton recording uh, leaders of state Phone calls of leaders of state, and they yeah, well, yeah. you can't. I, I, but that's what I mean. This case is going Hillary nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it, Joe and, Biden. And I'm telling you, this is why they were going against. I mean, going after Clarence Thomas. Yeah. They really because they know if Judge Cannon maybe gets weak in the knees, she should throw it out right yeah. away. She should yeah. just say, "Hey, you know what? This is garbage." Yeah. If she doesn't, and it gets a oh, that's not going to happen. Or they and Clarence Thomas has to make the decision on what happens to it. Mm, that's good. And there you go. Now you understand where those attacks, why they were happening, where they were coming from. I'm going to look into that. 
I'm gonna look into that 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 theory if if there's a connection or a nexus between you know this indictment and, and trying to get Clarence Thomas out. Thank you so much for calling us, Antonio. All right, love you guys. Take right, care. Love, love you too, brother. brother. All right, wow. I can't wait to hear what Tom from Blue Island has yeah. to say. Woo, Tom. Tom, we'll take you right after the break. You're listening to Black and Red Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and White on AM560 The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Red Radio. I am Five Sixty Dance. All right, Marvin, get me going now. Marvin's getting me going, and we're joined by my good friend, former mayor, and now state representative Marty McLaughlin. How you doing, buddy? Uh, he, he'll turn your mic on. There you go. No, he's not on. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Pete, we'll, 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 Pete will fix it. Uh, while we're waiting for that, that's okay. While we're going waiting for that, let's go to Tom from Blue Island. Tom, welcome. Hey, fellas, how you doing this afternoon? You got it, buddy. So listen, part of the reason that Sean and Verlon were able to get past this BS from the past week and the three of us talking is because we're we're neighborhood guys. We have loyalty. Loyalty means something to us. We don't just just gut the people that are friends because it's politically expedient or – some kind of phrase or statement that a couple guys made to each other gets misconstrued or, or, or maybe was even the wrong word. If I, if I did that, if me and my friends said that, I wouldn't have any friends anymore because we've been calling <laughs> each other names for 40 years. This is true. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> this is true. And that, and that said, Amy said something earlier in the week, and I, she meant, I Truly, she meant nothing by it, but it was incredibly important. It was when her and Dan were talking about when this indictment came down. And Amy made an off-the-hand comment of, well, if, if somehow Trump can't run, uh, do you think Trump supporters will go to DeSantis or Tim Scott or something? If Donald Trump can't run, it's over. Mm-hmm. Because Trump supporters aren't going to go vote. They're not going to just say, oh, all right, they got our guy. I'll go vote for DeSantis. It doesn't work like that. Loyalty doesn't work like that. So the guys that have a chance in the future, a Tim Scott, a Ron DeSantis, not the grifters yeah. like Nikki Haley and, and, and Chris Christie and, and even Mike Pence. Yeah, Joe, Jack, Jack, superstar Christ supporters. A grift, he's a grifter too. But... It's Trump or nobody. And DeSantis and Scott better realize that because they have a future. And if they don't sidle up next to the man, the man that's being persecuted by our government, Trump supporters are going to remember it in four or eight years when they want to run. Now, Tom, I I, I listened to that same uh, back and forth with uh, Amy and Dan. Now, Dan said that's a problem. Dan said that's a problem if it's Trump or nothing because... In response to me, Verlon, I was the one that brought it to him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you because, know, you know, we because we we have to win, man. Because you don't need these Democrats in there, you know, just because we can't get one person. I'm, listen, I, I'll tell you this. Thank you so much for calling us, Tom. 
Appreciate your call. Um, I'm I'm voting Trump, but I'm sorry. Anybody on our side is better than what we got in. There <laughs> That's right what now. I'm saying. Um, I'm I, listen. I'm. I, there's no way I. There's no way that I can I I can sit back and allow a Joe Biden or whoever Pritzker or Newsom, uh, Gavin Newsom to to walk waltz in there. Uh, I'm Team Trump. You see, what, what what hat do I have on my head? You got your mega hat I, on. Listen, and, and I wore it specifically today, though, because um, so many people, you know, our buddy Rebel Eddie always, why, 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 why are you supporting Trump? Yeah. Because of what we just saw. Yeah. Because of what we've had to live through the past, Two what, and a half. six years now? Oh, Six years, six and a half years. Oh, his because, because because he got personal. The impeachments, yeah, yeah. the the I mean, the the spying on his campaigns. I mean, he was right about everything. No matter how you feel about him, see to me, this is this isn't about Trump, and I think a lot of people are missing it. This is about us. If they will do that to him, what do you think they will do to us mm. as Americans? This isn't about left and right and Democrat and Republican. This is about the weaponization of our government to take out people that they don't like or disagree with. That's a far more indictment on what's happening than this Trump indictment. Mm. Because if think about this, man. This man was the sitting president of the United States of America, and they've done this to him. Wow. Trump, when he said it, 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 it this, he, he said, they're not after me. They're after you. I'm just standing in the way. See, I don't like everything Trump does. I've said this, but I like what he stands for. I like I, I, I and, and I don't I don't agree with everything he, he tweets or says, but what he did. Can we talk about when you know, Vilan, I went down the list yeah. many times about 32. what he's done. Thirty two. He kept all thirty two problems. You know, and we got these weak people. Listen, I don't run away from my friends when they're being attacked. I don't. That's when your friend. I know because I've wa- I've lived this. I've walked through this, and you look up and there's nobody around, and you're lonely, and you got you, you, you don't you don't feel like there's a lifeline out there. That's why I'll always cherish Ron Sandek, Eddie Sullivan. I'll cherish these guys because when I had no lifeline, when I was about to. Get get out of this world. Check out of this world. God sent them in my life to pull me up. So I understand what it's like to be attacked and to be destroyed. And if they will do this to Donald Trump, state representative, they'll do it to you. Well, I've been a little vocal about the state lately, yeah. John. Yes. And uh, somebody has to be. Yes. I mean, that balanced budget that they uh, touted. Yes. They were slapping, high-fiving, patting themselves on the back. And, you know, I stood up on the floor and I was looking at it and I said, billion dollars for non-citizens and I've got developmentally disabled kids up in my region that need help and no money for them. So. Wow. Well, we're going we're gonna to tackle that in the next hour because we got two hours with you. And we're going to talk about all the futility of the state of Illinois. So we'll be right back. This show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560. You can cut that music because this music right here, I gotta get this music removed from my um my bumper music because 
this is the music that YouTube hits me on every time. Go ahead, Vlon. Can I pick the song? What? Oh, did you replace it? Right? I am not putting no George Michael <laughs> on my bumper music. George Michael will never see the, the, the bumper music okay. of Black and White okay, Radio. Okay, I'll pick something else. <laughs> That's good. Um, but you know, um, Representative Martin McLaughlin, you represent the fifty second district. Um, that's over in the Barrington, Barrington Hills. Yeah, they um, they've uh, redistricted it, so now it's Wakanda, Libertyville, Mundelein, Island Lake, Volo. Uh, oh. Yeah, so they they moved Volo. Whoa. Volo. That's yeah, the whole Mayor name. Steve Henley up there, good man. Uh, but yeah, they've moved it a lot into Lake County. Yeah, as Lake County's uh, political climate has changed, All right. they're they're trying to so, uh, make it more difficult. So I want to I want to play really quickly. Um, some of the Mark Levin rant, and because then cause I want to be off total, off federal, national politics, because I wanted you to have, I wanted to have you here because I want to talk about what I think a lot of people don't really understand what's happening down in Springfield and how it affects their daily walk and their daily life. Um, but I want to play this Mark Levin clip, and I want to get you guys' take on it. Um, this is he was on the Sean Hannity show. I think I think um, Pistol Pete took all of Sean Hannity out, and just it's all Mark Levin. All of in. So I want to play this real quick and then we'll um, head over into the second hour. Here we goes. President Trump is 76 years old. If the Department of Justice gets his way, he will die in federal prison. Just by one of these counts, conspiracy to obstruct justice, which has a 20 year maximum sentence. This is a disgusting, disgusting uh, mark on American history for the future to come by these bandits in the White House, by the Democrat Party that don't play fair anymore. They don't want to just win elections. They want to take control of this country. They want one party rule. And they have used the Department of Justice and the FBI to get what they want. Merrick Garland is a mob lawyer. That's what he is. Jack Reed is a rogue Soviet style prosecutor. The Presidential Records Act is not a criminal statute, and it was never intended to be. The Espionage Act of 1917 was passed under Woodrow Wilson, another corrupt president. Woodrow Wilson used it to go after his adversaries, and they imprisoned 2,000 people. So I suppose over there at the Department of Injustice, and this clown prosecutor spent a lot of time at The Hague, they probably figured these laws could be used to try and entrap Trump. All these obstruction issues that they claim, where the former attorney general, Bill Barr, comes up here and bloviates about it, and all the formers coming on talking about obstruction. They have them on obstruction. There'd be no obstruction issue of any kind, not even in anybody's imagination, had they not criminalized this case. This is a document case, a document case where a president of the United States or a former president faces 100 years in federal prison is this some kind of a sick joke on the American people? Joe Biden says he never told them what to do. Joe Biden had to sign off on this becoming a National Archives case to have it go to the Department of Justice. Who does he think he's lying to? The American people? This is a guy that's got documents from the time he was in the U.S. Senate, for God's sakes, in his garage. I don't want to hear from the legal analysts the technicalities about false statements and obstruction. This should never have been a criminal case. Willful retention of documents. Well, what's the unwillful retention of documents mean? 
They're throwing all these process crimes and all these crimes that grow out of the criminal investigation against Trump. What did he do with the documents? Did he sell them to the enemy? No. Wow. I want to get you guys take on that when we come back from hour two. You listen in the black and white radio. I'm pumped up now. Oh, I'm alive now. <laughs> I am alive now. You miss me. You listen in the black and white hour two coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back. Hour two of Black and White Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. If you missed the first hour, head over to 560theanswer.com. Download the podcast. Hey, if, if you have not downloaded the podcast, head over now, 560theanswer.com. Uh, head over to Black and Right, click podcast, download the podcast, and you can listen to us no matter where you are. I mean, you can. we've had people listening to us in Sweden uh, who were on vacation, so please do so. And also, while you're at it, Head over to blackandrightradio.com. Uh, pick up some of the merchandise that we are um, we, we're, we we offer for sale. Uh, I'm trying to take this show. If, if I don't get an everyday show, I want to take Saturday and syndicate this show nationwide. So hopefully that can help us to begin the process of syndication. I've had a few people uh, reach out to me, somebody in Florida, somebody in L.A., uh, somebody in Texas want me to consider syndicating the show. Um, out there, so um, let's 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 it it, it the startup for all that it's a little hefty, <laughs> so I need some help. Yeah, what up, Vilan? I got a recommendation. What's up for a song to replace oh that my song? God. No, I got a recommendation. Okay, go ahead. Ray Charles, America. Ooh, that's a good mm. one. I like that one. But that was from that's Tom- more of an exit though, right? Yeah, that's like Mark Levin. I don't want to steal Mark. You Levin. don't want to. Yeah, Tom. Oh. Hey, hey, hey. Tom from Elmwood Park. That's a good, good, good choice. Though. Tom from Elmwood Park. He recommended it. That's a good choice. Uh, um, Pistol Pete, we got that audio ready? Is it ready? Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out a way to introduce this. Okay, just go ahead and play it. This is um, After reviewing the budget and the BIMP, the conclusion that I've come to, which is very clear, and for the representative, I also was a mayor for eight years, just so you understand. I'm speaking from experience as it relates to LGDF. There's more hiding, shifting, obfuscation of stuff, I'll call it in this bill, that would make a three-card money dealer blush. For the younger representatives, it's an unfair game that can't be won. That's what three-card Monty dealing is. For the representative, of course they're thankful. They're thankful for the scraps from the table that we're providing to them instead of giving them and making them whole, the mayors. Where's the help for these municipalities those dollars go to public safety retirees, the people that I hear from the other side they care about so much. Well, 6.16 to 6.4 is not going to make a difference. While billions, just in my three years here, have been increased to the budget, billions with a B. 
but not to our local communities. With the governor's flowery forecast and declaration, I'm going to quote him, of our improving fiscal fortunes. I can still hear it ringing my ears in February. Why is now not the time to go to 10%? Will it be a year and a half from now when we're behind by a billion and a half on our budget? Wow. Representative, how how do you maintain the clown show that goes on down there? Well, you've been there, my friend. Yeah, I know. So you... You know, it's uh, it, but that, we, I was under another billionaire. Though. No, I understand. That. <laughs> yeah, the, you're right. That's right. We've been under a couple of billionaires. That's now. right. The, the, the common man, uh, uh, although I am from Barrington, grew up working since I was 12. Yeah. Um, I understand how regular folk think and what they want. And uh, this budget had more stuff given out to friends, uh, you know, uh, the Democratic, uh, uh, you know, progressive uh programs and i sat there and i thought man we're really missing out here there's wow. there's a lot of people that need money i mean when i got down there it was a 39 billion dollar budget we're at 51 and i'm i've only been there two and a half years it was 32 when i was there yeah and uh you know it's amazing the only thing that really grows in illinois seems to be government mm. um and so yeah i was a little upset because as a former mayor you know it's supposed to be a 10 percent return to the local government so that they can pay for their police they can pay yeah. for the pensions they can do roads and uh, they've been playing games with that number yes. for years as you know yeah and we were supposed to be all excited oh, i remember when when i was state rep you were mayor and you were talking about that you you can't you guys all you mayors came down there to beat us up oh yeah tell us to do our job pass well, the budget and i don't think you were one of them no i, I remember I being wasn't. intently looked in the eye yeah. by actual politicians Correct. i'm a business guy this is a part-time job and yeah. uh, and they started looking at me and t- oh yeah we're gonna help you out and yeah. nothing ever came yeah and uh, I was a little upset yeah what's what okay you know to to the average person they really don't understand budgeting and how Illinois the process that uh, budget what was in this budget and and, and uh, I saw some of the things that were in there like now is there anything for uh, for the uh, immigration I thought I saw something in there for yeah. immigration. Yeah, but, 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 but when you say immigration, you're, I think you're talking about the people that have been welcomed in sanctuary correct. status. Yeah, it, it's going to be about a billion dollars with a B. Wow. Yeah, and and we have already been supporting it out of last year's budget. Uh, last August, there was a, a big number. I think it was 190 million, and then January another 50 million. Uh, the new mayor Brandon Johnson just let his constituents know there's going to be another 51 million. Yeah. I mean, this is real money, right? And uh, we've we've got citizens in this state that expect us to spend money on their behalf, right? And uh, the sanctuary city and state status, well, the price has now come home, mm. and uh, it's going to be super expensive. Yeah. And so there was a lot of arguments between, uh, and again, being in the super minority, <laughs> uh, super the, super, too. yeah, super super, the super majority. Uh, I, what was interesting is they, they extended us out a week because they couldn't come to a decision on who was going to get what from who for what. And that's why we stayed longer than we should. Now with this budget, uh, will there be a supplemental in your opinion? Because I'm just looking, where's the revenue going to come from? We, when, when, when you look at how COVID supplemented a lot of the federal money from COVID supplemented a lot of, that's how we were able to get back paying our bills, the undue bills and, um, the backlog of bills, I should say, uh, and they call it a bu- balanced budget. Did the COVID money help with that balancing the so-called budget? Yeah, it did for one year. Yeah. And then what occurred was the inflation. So we had in the low teens inflation and all the tax receipts 
went up by about four and a half billion unexpectedly because nobody nobody saw that the Federal Reserve um, spending money like a drunken sailor was going to uh, drive up interest rates. Uh, and by the way, drunken sailors eventually run out of money, so I don't <laughs> want to offend any of our drunken sailors, and they can't buy any more rum. But government never runs out of it. But that inflation, that unexpected inflationary impact of you know people weren't buying more sheets of uh, plywood at Home Depot; they just were paying four times as much. So the money came into the state they didn't expect. Yeah. And then rather than use it for our deferred spending, we just started putting in more permanent spending again a year ago. I couldn't believe it. Wow. I couldn't believe it. And so, uh, you know, as mayor that used to run budgets, I think uh, eight years in a row, we reduced spending. I reduced the levy seven. These guys have no understanding about that was a great opportunity to actually get Illinois on track. And so I I believe we're going to be underwater by about a billion, billion and a half dollars in our next budget wow. based on this. I want to hang out with you sometime. I think you, you're hilarious. We'll have fun. But um, can you point to any special projects or these giveaways that you said that's in the bill off the top of your head? Well, there's a bunch of sheets of them, and John knows how this works. And you can actually go into the ILGA and start pulling all of the promises and what's been given out. There's so many of them. And, and yeah, I can't give you a specific, but I can tell you there are so many small bites at the apple that shouldn't been, be there. I, I remember last year's there was 4,000 pages. This year was like 3,900 pages. We started going through it. We had about an hour. Um, and there were things in there for dance companies and, oh. and uh, uh, you know, and none of them were in my district, by the way. Just, <laughs> just, just want to make sure everyone's aware of that. But, yeah, they're, they're just little giveaways, and they're giveaways to state reps, state um, senators, and it's pet really projects. interesting. Yeah, pet projects. You know, I mean, you know, uh, art programs, dance programs. Um, uh, I believe that in this year there's a donation of, I think it's a half million dollars to Black Lives Matter. Um, so there's things like wait, wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, half yeah. a million. We, I believe we, that was the number. Is, is it the organization Black Lives Matter? Who? who? Yeah, I believe it was a lake county or it's one of the county oh yeah genie ives from breakthrough ideas um yeah. broke that story. yeah she did yeah so so when you and you've seen those budgets yeah I have. we get one hour to look at yes and it it, it i'm still going yeah. through them yeah. and we had to vote on it. everyone's like well if you voted against it you voted against education right. you voted yeah. against i can tell you what which i had against. which you had no part in negotiations none uh th- what about the leadership was mccomey and uh current down wait, were they part of the negotiation of the budget? Um, so i'm on all the revenue committees uh-huh. uh, you, you know and I'm, you weren't there well, I, we were there to a certain point, yeah. and then they stopped all the working groups about two, three weeks, a month before of the course. budget, because that's where all the real mm-hmm. decision making is, right? What are we going to do here? How are we going to do that? And there's a hundred million here and a hundred million there. Yeah, we were out of all that. Now, when we get back, I want to talk about education because I think this is going to be the education is going to be what shifts at, uh, the politics in 2024. I believe uh, you listen in the Black and White Radio on AM five sixty. Answer. We'll be right back. Black and right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony Live in studio with the troublemaker and state representative Marty McLaughlin from the 52nd District. Representative, um, one of the things that happened during COVID was they they held the funding, education funding, I believe, at the 2019 levels. Well, that I believe it ended 
with this budget cycle, correct? Yeah, I believe you're right. Now, what happens now as it relates? How, how much was it? Was the education? You recall how much the education funding was this I, year? Yeah, I do not have a specific yeah. number on that. Because I mean, the increase in education. I mean, you look at all of the loss of learning that that transpired. Um, what was a better way of doing that? Well, yeah, and I was very vocal on this in the local area, as you know. Um, I knew we were going to have behavioral issues and issues with kids being at home and depression and, you know, the idea that you're going to give the same learning environment to somebody through a computer versus sitting in a classroom with direct instruction. And and the fact I had to hear from people telling me that we were wrong. We weren't wrong. Right. And we've we've got reading and test scores that are far below where they were just two years ago. You know, and I'm in the Barrington School District, Wakanda School District. I mean, you know, these are some areas that are used to be in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and they're, yeah. they're in the 50s and 40s in proficiency Ooh. now. So you saw a direct impact in, in, in the educational output. Now, uh, the evidence-based or evidence, what is it, the EBV or EBF, yeah. where we're concerned about the per-student payment, mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with what the intent was. But we get these, and I just was put on the education, uh, one of the committees. Which one are you on? Uh, I think it's the uh, K through, well, it's K- one, yeah, 12. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm sitting in there, and I'm listening, and nobody cares about the outcome of learning. They all care about what the funding levels are. Right. And what the application is across the uh, micro diversities they break us all down into. Mm. And, you know, I grew up thinking we're all melting pot, and we're better together in that way. And I sit in these meetings, and I'm saying, well, we've got... One percent, you know, Asian. To, mm-hmm. We've got the black and brown communities. I think it's a great idea, but I want to see those kids move their test scores up, just like I want to right. see every kid in Illinois move their test scores up. And uh, I, I serve with uh, Blaine Wilhauer on that committee, and he does a phenomenal job. Yeah, Blaine is on Blaine's top a beast. of this. Oh, Blaine's he's a beast, and he's been on that committee for yeah. a couple of years. So I've been sitting back watching him really hold these guys accountable. They get very nervous when you're asking these uh, teaching professionals. Um, how come we're not seeing any evidence of improvement in education? Yeah. Have we taken into account, though, with the, the I believe we got, we received 41,000 migrants that have come from Texas in the last year or two years or something like that. Have we taken into account where those kids will come and, and, and the funding aspect, or was that not even discussed? No, it wasn't discussed because the numbers that you're talking about really didn't start becoming known until right. really like January, February, when we wow. started. Yeah, so the, I believe the governor sent $150 million out of the budget uh, to, and it was, I believe it was for Medicaid issues. Yeah. So that's where it started happening. We got a new state rep on the Republican side, uh, uh, Representative Howder, who was saying they were serving these people and they'd put in for reimbursement. The federal government would come back with zero because they were non-citizens. Well, right. that started stacking up. And... That's that's where it really started to hit home. So the education side hasn't even really been discussed. We've been talking about the medical side Correct. and how we try to fill that hole that's been uh, placed there by the services that were provided with no payment. And while we have people like the group that you were t- speaking of earlier um, having to go without because we we have to send those resources to take care of people who have come into this country. Illegally. Yeah, the other half of that speech on the floor I started talking about you know, communities in need, developmentally disabled. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a number, and you were there. You people come down and ask for money, right? Yeah, and it puts you in an uncomfortable position mm-hmm. because really, what you're saying is you're picking winners and losers. Yeah, and I, to, I sat on the special needs committee. 
Yeah, and and yeah. so you know, you, you've got these uh, Scyllas, yeah. which are great mm-hmm. resources. I got a nephew that's got Down syndrome, great kid named Martin McLaughlin, oh, Chesterton, Indiana. He's the greeter at Jimmy John's. So if you're there, <laughs> give him a big smile, red hair. We just had that guy. for lunch today. Yeah, there you go. Um, he, but uh, they're cutting back on the Scylla. Yeah. Uh, uh, reimbursement for the workers. So they're yeah. down from five people to four people in these group homes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've got good friends at Misericordia. It doesn't work. Right. And uh, instead, billion dollars out the door. How long have they uh, dispersed the monies this way by the standard of diversity? On the, uh, for, from the school? Yeah. Uh, I think it's been, I think, six, seven years maybe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're coming up on 10 years. And, um, what I also didn't like as a person that runs a business is we were asking for, let's see some evidence of academic improvement. Well, now they're using COVID as the excuse. Well, we really need to run this for 12 years now because COVID changed uh, the metric on the education um, side of it. Uh, again, if you want to really dive deep, uh, Will Howard does a heck of a job in those committees putting these guys to task and asking them the questions we all That whole know. Freedom Caucus does, though. So oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a... I think I'm an honorary member up here. Yeah. I said, hey, guys, I was Freedom Caucus before you guys even discovered the Freedom Caucus. <laughs> so I give them a hard time. But, yeah, uh, uh, yeah they, they do a great job yeah. for all the reasons that we all want. We, we, we want accountability, you know. Well, you don't got to tell me because uh, COVID turned the medical field upside down. I'm, they, they got new tests for us now to take to uh, acclimate us into the new standard of living and taking care of people. But I, I really want to hear more about the monies, how it's dispersed when it comes to the medical uh, community. Well, tell them why, because you you work in Oh, that's what I do. You know, I, you know, I work in medical. And I remember I, when I, I went. I thought you were playing piano for the prince. Oh, the, the, the I, knew doctor. Was, I knew he was going to go there. <laughs> the doctor, yeah. Remember the doctor, yeah. Because I was having a. He started, he started the Purple Revolution. Yeah, absolutely. His own band. Absolutely. Because um, I, was, I was talking to a friend of mine, and we were talking about the Rounder years. And I was talking about how Rounder stop the reimbursements uh, for, for Medicare, Medicaid, and and uh, money going to home care workers. Because my boss, I'm just lucky to have a boss that's one of the biggest lobbyists in Springfield. He was paying us out of out his pocket and until the Medicare reimbursements started back up. So I want to know, how does that work? Well, the one thing I do know is out of a $51 billion budget, we're talking, what, $38 billion is Medicaid? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and pension. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's without the pension. Yeah. That's wow. without the pension? Yeah, yeah. I think it's $38 billion. And Teresa, I'm trying to think of her last name. I had this. Ma. Yeah. Uh, no. State rep? No, 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 no. Teresa, she's oh. the executive director. Um, met with her and talked about it. And, and going back to an earlier question, how does the budget get spent? Right. Uh, we're in the low 90s. It's already accounted for Medicaid and <sighs> medical. So we only get to really uh, move money around on about 8%. Yeah. Of the total, is that why million. we kept the the, the COVID uh, declaration around so long? Because we were still federal, federal, the federal was still pumping money into the. No, I know because I think that other states also received it. I mean, there's a bunch of money that hasn't been used out there still wow. on COVID at the federal yeah, level. The the, the, um, the federal debt limit bill that right. part of that was to refund that back to the federal government. Well, that's what you want to do is give government money because right, they always use it so well. Correct, John, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I think it might have been Milton Friedman or somebody said, keep a dollar closest <laughs> to the person that sent it. It'll be most efficiently used. Mm, yeah. If it wasn't Milton, I apologize. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's 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 not so being used well. So what's with the I, – I, I, so, many, so many people are making uh, a fuss and fit about um, 
Um, is it DACA people being able to become Yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. HB 3571. And I've got a bunch of people with their hair on fire calling me. Yeah. I voted for it. I'm going to yeah. tell you why. I used to head a police department in Barrington Hills. And I spoke to a number of sheriffs. And this program isn't to take citizens that have just come to this country illegally and put them on a police force. Right. This is for DACA kids that have been here that are in the process. Now, I didn't agree with the DACA right. process. But we are where we are. And they're in their mid-20s, and they want to become police officers. So these are kids, not not the parents of the kids. These Correct. are kids who, who came here with no fault of their own. The parents drug, brought them over, and, and now they will become. Okay, because yeah. what, the way I was hearing it was that anybody that's coming over across the border can now apply to be police officers. Well, it makes for a much more salacious, okay. uh, you know, kind of, but the reality is it's very similar to our military. You can have non-citizens. Yeah, you, right. yeah. So you're giving these people that a path to citizenship yeah. in a way that in my opinion if they want to uphold the law they want to be in the military right so from that side of it, with the low numbers that we have i mean and there's a vetting process absolutely and there is a vetting process yeah. so this isn't an automatic yeah. i've done investigation police investigations of people wanting to become police officers. yeah i think there were six or seven votes against it and uh the only reason and, and i was leaning against it yeah. until i started hearing from the sheriff's association yeah. and they said look these are people that want to be citizens, that they're on the process to be citizens. Yeah. And what better way than to actually have them join into a group like the right. police? And I and, and I respect Jim Kajek. So he's yeah. still he's still the, the president of the Sheriff's Association, right? Uh, Jim yeah, K. I Jim so. K. Yeah, yeah. I, I do respect his his. And I mean, if I was still down there, I would have definitely. They would have been the first people first people call, I call because I'm a former sheriff. So, um, I, we got a lot more to tackle about Illinois because that's it's, it's a big problem. We got to fix it. We have to face a lot more to come. Uh, you listen to the Black and White Radio on AM five sixty Answer. Uh, Jim and Antonio, hold the line. We'll take you when we get back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM five sixty The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the troublemaker. We got to come up with a nickname for the representative, the line. Oh, okay, okay. We got to okay. figure it out. We got to give. We give everybody nicknames that come oh, in here. Oh, jeez, there you go. I've never had uh, one of those. Dennis Reveletti is the prosecutor. You know, he comes in here a lot. How about the problem solver? I like that. The problem, so- problem solver. I don't know. That's, that's too generic. That's, uh, wait, that's, that's, hey, that's a Scarface lyric. Yeah. I, I would say the fixer, but this state's, oh, there oh, had, no, no, the state's had too many, yeah, that sounds too many, too many of those issues. Problem solver. <laughs> All right, let's go to Jim from South Elgin, who's also yep. a sponsor of this show, um, Best Dental. What's, what's up, brother? Hey, man. How are you? Thanks for holding. Good. That's right. I'm... Uh, I'm in Dubuque right now with a young lady named Bree. Say, hey, Bree, to uh, John and Ann and my hey. friend. Hello there. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing, doing all right. Well. You got a friend for me? <laughs> anyway. Oh, God. No, this ain't no dating show. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, anyways, uh, Marty was good talking to you that one time at Michelle Hunter's house. And this week I went to a, an event uh, that um, was held in uh, uh, held down in um, at Geneva. It was a Republican event. And they were talking about this uh, surprise July tax that's going to be coming up. What do you know about that? Oh, you're talking about the gas tax? Yeah, there was, they mentioned that there's a couple of surprises or something. Is What's the details of that? Yeah, no, so we're going to, I think it's July 1st, uh, gas taxes right. are going to go up Because it was again. suspended, right? Yeah, it was suspended. So if you remember all those um, gimmick taxes that the governor did right before the election, that he had his name on the checks, yep. which was very nice. Um, <laughs> so uh, what's the first one be? I'm sorry, could, Jim, I'm sorry. Well, how much are you going to jump up? Yeah, I'm not sure the percentage, but I know we had one in January. We're going to have another one in July, so two within six months. But I, 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 I'd like to apologize to you, and I don't know if you're aware of this, 
and thank you because the legislature issued ourselves a uh, oh. 16.5% pay increase in the same time, Jeez. and then they just issued another 55 so Every Republican 000. voted against him. And uh, yeah. you don't hear about that in the media right. too much, though, do you? Right, no. So they're, no. they're giving themselves pay the increases while, while they're sticking it to all of you at the gas pump. Wow. Well, you know, before you talk about a song, another song you should play is Exodus by Bob Marley, moving the people out of Ooh, Illinois. Oh, I like that one, though. Oh, I'm going to stay and see if we can fix these problems, hey, Jim. You heard that, right? Pistol Pete, get that song. Cue that song up. Exodus, Bob Marley. That's yeah, so got a good that in- intro. You know, and then Exodus, moving the people. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Jim, I got people are moving out of Illinois. Jim, you're always on the move, though, bro. Well, you know, I'm motivated today. I'll send you some pictures. All right. Take care, Jim. Love you, brother. So, All right, guys. Have a good day. All right. All right. Here's Roseanne. She's going to talk to you about the police officers. Okay. Hello there. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Uh-oh. What happened? Put the wrong person on. Hello there. Hello. How are you today? Great. Um, I just wish that the representative would have talked to the sheriffs and the police that I know who traveled to Washington, D.C. to talk to Donald Trump about illegal immigration and the way it was affecting their jobs, their counties, their cities. So I guess it all depends what, uh, you know, half you talk to, the ones that are for it, the ones that are against it. Marty, I just want to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a Latina. I lived in Mexico for a year. I went to Romania for a month, and I went to the uh, Dominican Republic for a month. And one thing I can tell you about those times is that you can take the girl out of America, but you can't take America out of the girl. I still think like an American. Mm. So the thing that uh, about the police officers I know is they're, uh, their pledge to our Constitution. Now, I'd like to just bring a scenario. It's a what if, but it, it, it could happen. If your son or daughter was a police officer and needed backup and it was a dangerous situation and you brought one of these people who are non-citizens, you have no idea if they have any allegiance to this country or to America and they're backing up your son or daughter. This is dangerous situations as far as I'm concerned. So my question to you would be, for the same people who serve in the military, um, many that come from outside of this country who are backing up uh, sons and daughters, you would have that same concern in that regard? Well, I'm talking about the police situation because I've worked with a lot of different police and sheriffs uh, with an organization that fight and push back on illegal immigration. Um, so, I, I'm so completely. I'm telling you, those are the officers that I'm listening to. Okay, yeah, and I, and I don't think any of the three of us would disagree. The DACA situation, as I said, isn't something I supported. Uh, the way federal immigration has been handled is not something I I've supported or anyone in this room. But when you're at a point that um, you've got uh, police officers, and again, these aren't people that just walked across the border yesterday. These are DACA. Um, who have been here a number of years, who are in the process. And they could have come over at well, 15 or 20. It's DACA goes up to about 30 years old. Right, but the the officers who will be accepted will be under, uh, you're not going to be hiring 39 and 45-year-old officers. So my, my point is, I, I hear, I and I've heard a lot from people in my district, um, but what I'm hearing from is I'm listening to 
the sheriffs, the county police officers, the local police officers. And if someone wants to come here and become a citizen, again, DACA wasn't the best way to do it. But if they come here and they want to uh, support our Constitution and become citizens, that's why I voted for yeah. it. Thank you. Thank you, Rosanna. I, you know, I always Thank love you. when you call in. Um, David and Pastor, I'm, I'm, my pastor's coming on because there's some things that we, he wants to talk to you about. You're listening to Black and White Radio on AM560 Answer. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I think it's hard for me to top that. Yeah, how you going to top that? I don't know. I'm thinking. I don't know, Vlon. <laughs> Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Uh, before we go to my pastor, I want to clear the phone lines. We got David from Lansing. Thanks so much for holding. Uh, thank you. Hi, guys. Coming in medium like the average <laughs> annual temperature of Paducah, Kentucky. <laughs> I don't know. That I, was I a little lame this week. That one was lame. I'm running out of medium stuff, okay, guys? you got to change your song or something. Okay. So, uh, you know, I want to piggyback on what Tom from Blue Island said about Trump. And, you know, I just don't like Trump and you saying Trump's our only hope. I want to I say something related to that. I'm getting tired of people, especially people on my side, saying they're going to vote or not vote for somebody because they like or don't like some somebody if you're if you're voting based on if you like somebody you shouldn't be voting mm. stay home and like your strawberry ice cream and your favorite sports you know sports spice girl or something like that go like <laughs> your media and all that stuff don't be voting on like or not because you're not going to like trump and i'm glad you know he was in office and i don't care if people like him or not you know yeah I'm, i agree with you that. david i, I agree with you i agree <laughs> All right, thanks so much, David. Uh, Antonio, we got about 30 seconds for you. Go. Wow. Thanks for holding. 30 seconds. I know. It's, it's twice, twice, in, twice in one show. Yeah. But, uh, David, David, I agree with you 100%. Don't vote. If you like somebody, just stay home. Lick your ice cream. State rep, thank you very much. But one thing, hey, every conservative, listen, John Anthony, you, you guys have the best listeners in the world. I'm living proof of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we got we to we get used to being activists. You're angry about Trump. You're angry about this country. Everybody out there has got to stop challenging the narrative. Every chance you get, get out there. Get involved. Call radio shows. Call C-SPAN. You know, say it how it is. You have to do it. You can't just sit at home and hope Trump's going to take it on himself and, and everything's going to be fine. We have, it's uncomfortable, but we have to do it. If you're, not, if you're not part of the battle, I don't know what to say about you. That's true. I know you and your wife are, so we appreciate you. Yeah, I used to say... No, uh, thank you, Antonio. Thank I, you. I used to say, uh, you know, uh, a combative conservative. Yeah. Let's be a confrontational conservative. There it is. Instead mm. of courteous yeah. conservatives. I used to sit at dinner parties, hear some of the craziest stuff, and be courteous about it. Ten years ago, I decided, can't can't do that anymore. But rather than be combative, right. let's be confrontational with facts. Right. Let's see if we can change some hearts there and minds. There it is. Yeah. And, 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 Representative, you know, I told you about my past and what we're doing and with Grace Association trying to build schools. I wanted him to come on because I know he has some uh, some thoughts and some questions. Because, uh, I, you know, I meet with him every, well, no, it used to be every week, but now 
life is getting a little busy. So I, I just met with him the other day, just interviewed him the other day for Illinois Family Institute. Uh, Pastor Randy Bland, welcome back to Black and Right. John, good evening. Good to be with you again. Hey, how you doing? Uh, so I have sitting in here, um, State Representative, I believe you guys have met before, uh, State Representative uh, Marty McLaughlin uh, from the 52nd District. Uh, I know there were some, some thoughts you had because you really want to be able to get um, an audience in front of a lot of these elected officials who make decisions, especially as it relates to education. So have at it. Well, I'm not sure. Marty, good to, to, to speak with you tonight, and thank you for being on John's show. Um, I'm not sure, you know, at this point, you know, what Springfield or Washington can do about the problem that I'm trying to attack with everything in my body, and that is the loss of learning for these kids. Because by the time they get around to to figuring out what to do, these kids have already lost another year or two years or three years of their education. Now, John, I shared with you the other day, I was I was with a, a third grade teacher in the Collinsville area down in Southern Illinois. And uh, I was talking to her about how her year was going. It was at the end of the third quarter. So just a little over over three months ago. And um, I asked her how class was going. She said, Oh, it's fantastic. These kids are really starting to come out of their shell, starting to socialize again. I said, that's fantastic. I said, how are they doing educationally? She said, Oh, they're horrible. And I said, what do you mean? She said, I don't have one child in my third grade class that can read or write. Every single one of them are learning at a pre-K-4 level. And this is the end of the third quarter. She wasn't going to fix this, you know, in the last quarter of the year. So these kids moved from third grade to fourth grade, not having the ability to, you know, to read or write. And that's not the exception. You know, that's the rule. And I have talked to thousands and thousands of families all across this state, and they're all experiencing the same thing. So I'm not sure what Springfield, Washington is going to do, but I do know there are some things that we can do by starting these new schools, by getting parents, you know, made aware of the reality that these kids are in very, very serious trouble. Thousands of high school kids left our Illinois schools this year. You know, you shared with me the other day, John, 40,000 students are missing in, in you know, CPS. And so I'm not sure what what Springfield's going to be able to do about this, but I'd love to hear, you know, some thoughts from our representative. Yeah, one thing uh, which we didn't cover talking about education, John, and I know that when you were there, there was this thing called the Investing Kids Tax mm-hmm. Scholarship Program, which was a phenomenal program that allowed for sure. parents to choose school options for their kids. And it, I think we had about seven thousand participants, had about twenty two thousand applicants, mm-hmm. and. It was allowing parents the choice for a better school, better performing school. Uh, I'm I'm a product of scholarship for high school and for college, wow. and given given those choices is something that oh. you know. Oh, God. <laughs> I was ready to ask a but question. Guess what? We don't have that time. But oh that my time, God! Uh, Pastor Bland, hold the line. Um, uh, Representative, finish that when we get back from the break. Absolutely, uh, dude. I I got lost right here. Uh, me too. I, I was listening. Guy, Pete, I got lost. You saw that, right? Yeah. All right, you're listening to Black and White Radio on the M560 The Answer. More when we get back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio. Now, before the break, um, Mayor, you were, you were answering a question that uh, my pastor, Randy Bland, had. You want to finish that? Yeah, so, Pastor, and first of all, 
congratulations on the success you've had by offering um, families solutions here during these times. I, I've been talking to John a little bit offline, and absolutely phenomenal program. It sounds like you guys uh, are putting together. Um, yeah, unfortunately, the state, and again, I'll say the teachers' unions because that's who did it. Teachers' union, the governor, and the heads of both houses decided not to include the Invest in Kids Tax Scholarship Program. Here's the amazing thing. There was at least 100 votes in the House for it. And I don't know the Senate, but this would have passed in flying colors had it been peeled away, John, from yes. the larger bill. But my bigger question is competition's good in all things. Yes. Your school, it's a great equalizer. Yeah, great equalizer. Uh, you want to talk about equity? Yeah. Uh, equity and outcomes? Yeah. Um, what you guys are doing, what charter schools are doing, what uh, parochial and private, it's it's the best way to make sure that the public education system stays on track. Without that competition, yeah. we're in trouble. So, Pastor, I wish I could tell you that um, this program is going to be there. We'll continue to put pressure, but things like this need to happen. And you're doing a great job in the private sector, it sounds like, or and you need more help. So yeah. any way I can help you in that, I'd be happy to. And, and Pastor, we, there's a connection that um, the representative is going to introduce you to that I think is going to be a huge um, help for what you're trying to do. Senator? Dan and Amy has been state talking. rep, but I appreciate oh, yeah. it. I like that. I like. I don't think I get paid anymore, but, I, I, but it's the white hair, wasn't it? Berlant? Oh yeah, that yeah, does it for yeah. me. And it's the five oh, daughters man. will do that. I but, got five daughters that'll do that to you. Dan and Amy has been talking about this for at least two weeks. I, you know, I tune in every day. But I want to know, since you're on the inside, I want to know the why. Why did they stop this program when it was helping so many people? Yeah, and the simple answer is the teachers' union yep. did not want this program, and I'll tell you. People on our side of the aisle and on the other side of the aisle, there were those who get significant contributions from the teachers union and the affiliated groups. I am not one of them. Right. But, you know, John, it wouldn't make a difference to me anyway. I'd say what I think. I didn't take any public sector union money when I was state rep. And it puts them in a tough spot. Um, That's the dirty secret, Ron, is that people look sometimes at these votes Mm -hmm. as a way to keep these contributions coming in. They'll never admit that to you, but that's that's what's happening. Yeah. And um, with that pressure, we still had the votes. And the governor decided, and leadership in the House and Senate decided, this was not going to be part of this bill. And I'm going to tell you, there was some vigorous debate. Representative Amy Grant mm-hmm. from Wheaton area uh, worked her butt off on this, did a great job, got support from, I think, the entire Republican caucus wow. and a lot of the Democrats in the House. And uh, to her credit... She made it difficult, politically yeah. difficult. Now, here's my question. And, and Pastor, Blen- Pastor Blen, can you stick around for the next hour? Is that okay? You got anything to do? Yes. You can? I got lots of stuff to do, but I, <laughs> I, I got some things I want to say about that. All right. Uh-oh. So, so because, because we don't have a lot of time, so I want to, I want to keep you around for the next hour. Because that's that, I mean, well, not only are we doing schools, we're getting ready to start a, build a trade school, too. And I want Pastor Blen to be able to talk about some of the things that we're going to do with that. But, you know, as I look at that, these people not, not pushing for that vote. How many of their kids go to private school? Though? Oh, absolutely. That's, that are not, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. I mean, Representative you know, Tarver, John, I, I want to say something real quick to yeah. this because I, I very much appreciate any efforts they have to subsidize some of these parents because they, they truly can't afford it. And that, that certainly is a necessity. But what gets lost in all of this is the real life trauma I, or, or drama that's happening and problem with these kids. I've been on many, many panels listening to the top experts all over the country, and nobody has a solution to fix this right now. All I really want is awareness. I want parents to know 
when I have parents come into our school and, and they don't have any understanding that their kids can't read or write until they show up, if the parents know, they're going to make a change, I promise you. Okay, Pastor. Um, looking forward to talking to you in the next hour about the about the uh, trade schools. We'll be back with more Black and White right after this. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back. Hour three of Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. If you missed the first two hours, head over to 560TheAnswer.com. Download the podcast. While you're at it, follow me on all the social media platforms at Black and White Radio. That's at Black and White Radio. Head over to BlackandWhiteRadio.com. Purchase some of the merch. I got something going on right now. Uh, in honor of my son, it's called You're Enough. Um, as you guys know, I lost my son as I led off in the opening monologue. And um, I'm giving 50% of those proceeds. Whew. Okay. All right. 50% of those proceeds um, to a great organization in Batavia uh, who actually helped me when I was struggling. If you guys know, I told the story about wanting to leave this, leave this world and my attempt at suicide. And um, so many, so many, many, many years ago, and um, that's one of the life's work I want to be able to help as many people who feel like they want to give up on, on on life. And I want to be able to tell my story. I'm not afraid of or ashamed of any of my story of where I've been. Uh, I want God to be able to use my story. And uh, on the line is my pastor Randy Bland, who has, who you've patched me back together, <laughs> Pastor Randy Bland. <laughs> You there, sir? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. You, you, you get me broke up, John. I'm going to have to hang up. <laughs> okay, I know. Oh, uh, yeah, we've had many, 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 many conversations. But, um, Pastor Randy, let's get back to business. Um, there's some things that you wanted to say to the state representative, Marty McLaughlin. Well, again, I appreciate his work, and I know it's a very difficult thing to do, especially in Springfield, being a minority. You know, But I also understand that, that what we really need more than anything else, you've seen it. Every politician that's worth their salt has seen it, and that is make these people aware of what's really going on. When you start talking about the sex ed and the critical race theory, every conservative in America knows what you're talking about. When you talk about the loss of learning and how significant it is, you talk about the proficiency rate in Illinois being somewhere around 32%. You know, almost every parent thinks their child is in that 32%. You know, and so they just kind of gloss over, you know, what's really happening. But if they're made aware of it and they see that their children are are significantly behind where they need to be, you'll see parents rise up like they did in Virginia and other states. And they're going to want to do something about this. And so it's going to make it's going to make the job of a lot of our our, you know, our politicians in Springfield and Washington, you know, so much easier 
when you got that kind of support. But when they don't know, listen, they don't know anything about it. Mm. You know, they're fighting fights that, that are important, but at the same time, they don't recognize, you know, how, how much our students are being devastated by this. Yeah, and I'll tell you, Pastor, messaging, messaging, messaging. We do not message well as Republicans, and I've been saying this for a long time. We've had a long conversation about that, you and I. Yeah, and um, you don't have to get 14 levels deep, but what you have to get is the first two levels understood of what's going on. You know, I call it in Springfield the show, John, because 99% of it is all for those people on the inside bubble. And I I come back to the district, uh, Pastor, and I say, can you name one thing we've done that's helped or hurt you? And in many cases they cannot. And uh, that's just wrong. And that's falls on us for not messaging what's hurting the people back at home. Uh, these terrible policies that are coming out, you know, I mean, you know, I, I, on a serious note, there have been so many individual bills that have been passed that have been uh, more about the adults in the education system and less about the kids um, in sure. the business community, we're doing more stuff about regulation and less about the actual success of the businesses. And I pound the uh, uh, table and try to message that out. But uh, I often say if it's not carried, uh, it's as if it didn't happen. So uh, I try to do it myself. Uh, I am a, uh, a public servant. I run a business. I've done it for 30 years. This is a public service for me and many of my Republican colleagues. On the other side, it's a full-time job, and they've got the messaging uh, machine, which is the traditional media behind them. makes that hill very difficult to climb. But I'm so hard-headed, sure, Pastor, I think I've been able to uh, <laughs> make a little dent. So I'll keep, I'll keep trying. Well, Amen. Well, I want well, to talk. Know, I think the time, the time for talk's got to be over with. You know, I mean, if, if our little organization can start four new schools last year, we have six new ones that we're looking at starting this year, and, you know, including a new trade school, then, man, there's got to be some other groups of people out there that can jump on board and find some way to make a difference rather than just talk about it, you know, pull their bootstraps up, you know, roll their sleeves up and get to work. Well, that's what I, exactly what I wanted to talk to you about this hour, the trade schools. What will be offered at your trade schools? Now, are you opening charter schools too or just trade schools? No, we have. We're opening private academies that would begin with preschool through high school, and uh, those are the we we have five of those that we've opened right now, and the trade school that we're in the middle of of the architectural drawings are being done for that right now. It will start with sophomores in high school, and um, what will happen for these these high school kids is they will be able to get two thousand hours of classroom experience by the time they graduate. They'll get two full years of internship with with contractors from all over the the area in Illinois that are so desperately in need, you know, of labor because the labor market is so depleted right now. But it's not just going to be your typical trades. We're going to do welding. We're going to do construction, you know, HVAC, you know, plumbing, heating, all of that. But we're also going to be doing artificial intelligence. We're going to be doing um, classes for entrepreneurs. You know, these young kids, we're, we're looking at cosmetology for some of the the young ladies and even some of the guys that are interested in things like that. So it's going to be much more diverse than just, you know, a trade school for, um, you know, the the hands-on type trades that, that, you know, young men would typically go into. And so that'll be from 830 in the morning 
until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. At 4 o'clock until midnight, it will be open to the public for a lot of these kids that have walked away from education simply because they don't feel confident enough, you know, to achieve anything through education. And uh, so we're, we're very excited about this and, you know, looking forward to, to getting this thing, getting it launched. And we got a lot of interest from, from people, quite frankly, all over the, the state. In fact, I had, um, you know, somebody that you would know r- really well if I told you their name that wants to, to have this done in the southern part of our state. I'm not at liberty to tell you who that is tonight, but, you know, there are some people that are very excited about seeing this this multiply itself. Now, Pastor, at your at your private academy, now, I I got a big question to ask you because, you know, I'm the troublemaker. I got to ask these questions. <laughs> now, sure. you mean to tell me diversity, equity, inclusion, oh. LGBTQ, and woke won't be offered at this private academy? They're not offered. They're not offered at any of our academies. You know what's offered is reading, writing, and arithmetic. You know what's offered is a faith-based education that this nation was founded on. You know, in fact, Grace literally stands for gracefully reclaiming a conservative education, and we're not indoctrinating them into our religious beliefs. We're just giving them a, a great opportunity to understand what values are. You know, what it means to love your mo- your mother and your father, what it means to be respectful, you know, to the, the adults that are above you, you know, and, you know, this old-fashioned type of, you know, discipline, you know, that, that we grew up with. And so those values don't have to be lost, you know, especially if we're willing to work hard for them. All right. That's true. Pastor, I love it. Actual engineering versus social engineering. There it is. Just imagine that for a yeah. moment. Things now, you can build yeah. versus things that 20 years from now will decide right. whether it worked out. Pastor, but if somebody who's listening right. and wanted to get involved uh, in what we're doing, how should they uh, reach out to you or the school, the trade school, whatever? Well, you know, John, I'll, I'll just throw this out there real quick. We just started our first new school in Florida, and, you know, thanks to, to Governor DeSantis, Every one of our students in that school get to attend for free because of school choice. We are subsidizing uh, probably 50% of the students that are in our schools, you know, either through outside donors or whatever. We're getting ready to start a tuition-free school in an all-black community in Springfield where these students have just virtually been forgotten, you know, by the government. And this school in Springfield... It doesn't have one student that meets basic proficiency rates in the entire school, not one. And it's one block away from where our new academy is going to be. So anybody that wants to help with that, Uh, we can use. Pastor Blaine, Pastor Blaine, we got to go to break. We're up on a hard break. But uh, when you come back, we'll we'll give you that. We'll afford you that opportunity to do so. That works. Thank you. All right, you're listening to Black and White Radio on AM five sixty. Answer. We'll be right back. Now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker and the, I don't know, the fixer? The problem solver. <laughs> he he <laughs> likes the problem solving. Um, before the break, we were talking with Pastor Randy Bland, Families of Faith Christian Academy, uh, FAFCA, 
and Grace Association. Uh, Pastor Blaine, you were um, you were trying to give out uh, where people can reach out. I've seen there's some people on some of the threads um, wanting me to give you their number, and they want to uh, reach out to see how they can help. Um, Rosanna Polito, she's down in Springfield. Um, I know she's training to be an ordained counsel, uh, pastor or counselor, I believe. So there's a lot of people down in that area. I know Kelvin Coburn also wants to be somebody that wants to help with what you're doing down there in Springfield. They both are. They both are in Springfield. Live in Springfield, I should say. Well, John, that'd be a good thing for you to do tomorrow when you come to church. You can give me those names. <laughs> well, sounds good. I will be there. Come on, man. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> I've already been told I got to be there. So. No, I, did I appreciate your time and the time of these men that you're with. And, uh, you know, somebody wants to support us, they can go to graceassociation.org. And there's a button at the top of the screen. You might have to wait until it scrolls through, but you'll, you'll see where you can donate. If you want to, if you want to teach in one of our schools, you know, if you just want to come and, and check one of them out and, you know, let us help you start a school somewhere, we'd love to do that as well. You know, so I appreciate your time and appreciate your support. All right. Pastor Randy, Bl- are you got, oh, Vlon, you got something else? I did have a name for our friend right here, but we had a pastor on the phone. Oh, I didn't, yeah. I okay. didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know if I should say it. No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll wait to the we'll pastor. We'll wait to the pastor yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Don't get me in trouble. No. <laughs> I got to see him tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> pastor Randy Bland, uh, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. All Take right, care. sir. Have a good evening. Take care. Bye. Okay, can I say the name? Wait, let me, let me get him off the phone, man. You you like to cause trouble. Look at you, causing trouble already. Go ahead. Hellraiser. Ooh. What? Ooh. No, that that would have been okay. That would have been okay? Yeah. Uh, I, I waited. Well, he is a Hellraiser. Uh, that's, what I, that's what I said. I saw. <laughs> Even when he was mayor. Straight talker. <laughs> he was a Hellraiser as a mayor, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but wait, there's so many problems. No, I, I, I got to give it. Um, did you see the bill? Uh, I believe Pritzker's going to be... Uh, where did where did it go? It's right here. Uh, no, that's not it. I think this is it here. There was only six thousand. Uh, I can't believe you can't find right. it. Right. Um, so there were five hundred that were actually passed. Right? Correct. Six thousand bills filed. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah, and during COVID, it was like seventy two hundred. I mean, it was crazy. Okay, so what's what's the Senate Bill four twenty four? It's a bill that modifies the Illinois Diversion Program for first time nonviolent gun offenses um, that the governor is going to be signing. Now, does this mean that people who commit a first-time crime, because the Illinois State Rifle Association, um, they were in, in on negotiations with it. And so what, is, is what they're saying that a person that's, if it's, not a, if it's a non-violent case, they'll, they, they'll get to go to a diversion program and then re- main, retain their status of being able to carry? Yeah, um, carry? Uh, I apologize. That one I am not familiar yeah. with. Uh, and I don't have a, I could pull it up and go through it with you but yeah i think steve mcclure steve mcclure steve mcclure okay. was the um representative sponsor. the sponsor of the bill uh state senator oh he's- senator yeah senator mcclure got three hits in the senate was he a rep first though i believe so yes. yeah I, I, oh I, yeah i thought i thought he was a representative so i'm i'm sorry um so basically this this allows the chief judge and the state's attorney in the county to decide whether someone in a first-time non-violent gun possession possession situation should go to a diversion program and be on probation instead of prison so that could be an inappropriate concealed carry correct so uh so yeah the assumption there is it was a violent offense or it was an intention but it also could be someone that didn't have a gun properly stored right is that is that yeah you know and, and even with that i, I personally first of all uh these soft targets listen one thing i know and Valon, you know you're from the hood too yep 
these 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 gangsters they know where the, the soft targets are these 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 people that prey on society do they know where these soft targets are and and you know i i know what happened in highland park i mean that's a travesty um but what, what what's happening i don't think i don't think that the people who are in charge of these things are are, are i think they're dropping the ball especially the fbi I think they're so so hell bent on on taking Trump out that they're forgetting about these these crazies and they're calling them all white supremacists. You see, now black and white black and Latinos can be considered white supremacists. <laughs> you, you know, on the Highland Park issue, the one thing I will say positive, right? Republicans, everyone says we're no no no, mm-hmm. right? One thing that we all agreed on, and there was some legislation for intergovernmental communication, yeah. red flag laws, uh, behavioral health spending. Uh, mental health spending in the bills, and, and I supported all of that because yeah. I think that's the real solution to the the issues that we're talking about of at-risk, violent, and if they've had a school issue, a county issue, a state yeah. issue, they should Especially all be Especially when they talk about a gun. Exactly. They should all be communicating, yeah. and in a lot of these instances, they're not. They silo themselves off. They're worried about the individual. Right. Uh, and their privacy issues, which I am too, but I more too. so than... The public safety. So, you know, we are addressing that. But from my understanding, that kid, he was all over the place. Uh, He even threatened, right? Wasn't there a case where he threatened to commit some type of harm? I mean, that's different. That's, that's, I mean, when, as, as it relates to private, I'm a huge private citizen, a private privacy guy. I listen, I I would rather keep my privacy in a lot of regards, but when something like that, this kid was a known threat to the community, to society, go after him. Make sure he doesn't cause it because guess where he's going to go? You notice they never go to the police stations. They hmm. go to soft target schools and place, and they know that, well, I think it's 23 locations in the state of Illinois where you cannot carry, conceal carry. They know that. The bad guy knows. They know where they know where a, the good guy with the guns can't be. You know, I'm sorry, though. I'd rather be, I'd rather be judged by, what, 12 than carried by 6. That's my philosophy with that. I'm going to have it if I need it. I'm yeah. definitely going to have it. And, and I mean, a lot of that's my law enforcement background, my training, uh, I'm gonna have it if, if I need it. That's just my that's my belief. Yeah, I'm I'm pro-choice and pro-life on guns. <laughs> and people say to me, "What do you wow. mean by that?" Wow. And I'm gonna tell you what I mean. I've got five daughters. Yeah. Their lives are important to me. That's right. And I believe they have the right to choose how they defend themselves. That's it. So I am pro-life and I am pro-choice on the gun yeah. issue. And people yeah. say to me, well, "You can't say that." Well, absolutely. That's what it's all about, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, <laughs> I, I I am a strong Second Amendment. Yeah. And it's got nothing to do with my politics because I know how this country was founded and why it was founded. It wasn't right. about deer hunting. Right. You know, it's not an all hunting at all, period. Uh, you know, uh, you, you guys heard my pastor say that they're going to be having uh, an artificial intelligence. Um, uh, <laughs> I can't stand you. Dad, you don't look at me when you say that. <laughs> you I work me. in Springfield. But isn't there a lot of artif- artificial intelligence down there in Springfield as well? Are you saying under the dome? There's yeah. A lot of art- well, some of them spell Mensa with a Z. Oh. Oh, I'm not identifying any of them by that. Well, hey, oh, but you have to. But I thought it was all about identifying down there. Well, I'll tell you what. Oh, there were so God. many woke policies yeah. from a lot of these new suburban reps yeah. that I called Mike Lindell and got some Giza dream oh. sheets oh. sent down to my hotel because I couldn't sleep at night. Well, I'll take it away. Oh, God. Well, take it away, please. Well, listen. Please take it away. You know me. I got to start trouble. Oh, I can't I disagree it. with both of you people. What you mean, you people? You, you can't people. say that. You people, Come you know on, what? Man. I think I, I got a little leeway around here. I think I can say you people. You ain't black. Well, oh. well, I, I can blend in. I can pass. I'm a passer. So, but, so John, I'm trying to make the Latino caucus because yeah. I just discovered you I'm ain't one-sixteenth Hispanic. 
What? They won't let me in. Wow. So you can't be a racist anymore there, right? No, well, they told me I am too blanco <laughs> on the outside, but I said on the inside, I am muy caliente. No, so, there it is. I do ahead, not, I what do, do you, what you disagree with? I this? do not need to walk down the street with a gun. I don't need a gun ever. And if I'm alive at this point in my life and I'm not dead, I don't need a gun. And I still walk down 79th Street, 63rd Street, 67th Street, Stony Island. I walk in all of the bad neighborhoods. I know people all over Chicago. And I don't need a gun, and, and I, I'm still alive. I do not you, fear for my life. I don't either. But I'm going to tell you, there's, 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 always, there's always the possibility of that one time needing it. Can't worry about it. Okay. You, that's what, you know what? I'm still going to Nick's guy row on 79th and Ash. <laughs> God bless you, brother. That's, <laughs> hey, God bless you. That's on you. But I want to be, be armed and protected to protect my five daughters mm-hmm. and, and my wife. I want to be able to protect them, Philan. Mm-hmm. So you can you can that's that's up to you. You better be standing across the street because if you no, close no. enough, see, if you see, close enough see, to me, see. well, I could grab you, brother. It's over. See, <laughs> see, but 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 in Chicago though, man, you you've seen it. <laughs> I mean, look at the you got to hear Amy Jacobs Amy Jacobson talk about this, mm-hmm. dude. The carjackings that are happening. Yeah, I'm like Amy. Until it happens to you, you'll never get it. You'll never understand it. I responded to these type of calls. I responded to these calls uh, even in Kendall County. In the in Boulder Hill, Montgomery, Aurora area, shooting up houses on drive-bys. That stuff still happens, and it happens a lot more in the city of Chicago and Cook County, Villain. So it's I, better. I'm, I'm not gonna worry about it. I, I don't. I don't feel for my life. I'm just like every other quote unquote black person in Chicago. Uh-huh. I take it day by day. Okay. Don't worry about it. We'll be back. We now return to Black and White. On AM 560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. There it is. That's what got me started right there, Marvin. Not George Michael. <laughs> Welcome back. He ain't never going to let me die. I'm not. He's going to let I'm it die. Not. I can't. I can't believe you. Hey, Pistol Pete, I can't. I'm cut the music. I can't believe you chose George Michaels. Over. Michaels, yeah, I think I heard that joke. George Michaels over... Marvin Gaye. You, you got to remember. Can we that. say that? Marvin Gaye? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, it's spelled today differently. You don't know. It's spelled differently. Okay. You ain't black. Um, I was a teenager. Okay. I was a young teenager when George Michael was at the height, and I was looking at MTV you, and all of this sh- stuff on TV. You're not black, bro. And when they were dancing, when the Wham dance, you know, when it was the group dance, oh, I wanted to be up on stage with those guys dancing. They had the perfect haircuts, the perfect beards, the shadow beards, and the, and, and the and the boy. I what, can what, tell you've been they, a Republican all year. What do they, 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 they call it? A boy, boy band? They were a boy, <laughs> boy band. band. Yes. Oh, That's my guy, Pete. I can see the stonewashed jeans right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you have the Gumby cut? Uh, did you ever have I, the Gumby cut? One time, and my head was too big. Yeah. I, could, I couldn't wear it. There's a lot of hair product <laughs> on those gentlemen. <laughs> oh, man. You don't want to go through all my hair stuff. That's why I don't, I don't, I don't fuss about these Young boys and they hairdos and all that stuff. Well, you we don't see. have any. But 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 when I was young, okay, I started out with a fro. My father made me wear a fro. You had a fro. Yeah, I had a fro. Was, my head, was, my was, head was, could was support your a fro. Way like back here? It made my head look, look smaller. Was your lining way back here? No, it wasn't. I had like a this? I had a full fro. Then when my mother came back around and got custody, she got me the Jerry curl. Oh, my God. father went nuts. I had a Jerry curl. Went from a Jerry curl, a Jerry curl to Get a finger wave. Went from a finger wave to braids. Uh, I had the, I had, you had the, braids. Yes, I did. I had the like, cornrow braids. I had the old dog from Minister Society braids. I went from that 
to going bald. So then I had to, then I then I cut my hair off and then yeah. I went bald for follically me. challenged. Yeah, 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 yeah. The top father you, time. You know, I actually had the um, what's the guy's name? A woman's work, uh, Maxwell. I had the huge blowout Maxwell fro. Wow! I had braids. I had braids too. Yeah, see, yeah, I had long, I, I had long braids. Hey, Whitey, where's yeah. your hat? Yeah, but I got. Right, a but qu- you wanted to say something. I got. I got. A, I got a question. Yeah. What happened to the question you posed to me and the future senator? Oh jeez! Oh, there we just gave me. Yeah. You mean governor? Yeah. Governor? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Governor? Oh, yeah, that'd be something. Yeah. <laughs> the, about the Martin Levin rant. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, give me a take. What's your What's your take? Well, they call him the Great One for a reason. That's right. That gentleman is a constitutional expert, and uh, what he said, I agree with 100%. Uh, what they're doing is, frankly, their process issues, and they're trying to blow this thing up and have it run through the entire election cycle, so it is a uh, black cloud over uh, this candidate's uh, chance to run again and win for president. To me, I think it's uh, ridiculous. Yeah. Whether your name is Trump, whether your name is DeSantis, Smith, Jones, it doesn't matter to yeah. me. Um, and what do you call it? The two tier, two tier justice system. Yeah, this feels like a four tier justice system. Yeah, you I'm, said I'm that. I'm not sure where this thing's going to go, but yeah. it's uh, it's certainly not what Hamilton and the gentleman that created this country expected. So yeah, I Levin is is correct. Yeah, now this I, is wrong. I do agree that it's politically motivated to try to take Trump out, but I don't agree with the name calling. Now he made all great points, but you take away from your argument when you name call. I might not like Merrick Garland. I will never call him a mob lawyer. You, you take a, you take credibility but, away from when you say but that. I, but I think he he had cases. Well, I think that's what he was relating to. I, I, I don't think know. he was an attorney or something. I think I think that's what he's alleging. Well, I, I heard more about the other guy, Jack, whatever, on TV about the cases he's fumbled and, and yeah. cases in the past. Now that guy, he called him a Soviet style, whatever. See, when you start doing that. It takes away from the argument. Most people, I'm telling you, I know the fringe won't agree with me. They they like they like that type of talk. But when you do that, most most middle of the road people, fair minded people, people that like civility, they lose. You lose them. Right. I'm sorry, you lose them. Well, Valon, you know that's why I don't do it on this right. show. I don't I don't name call like you got a lot of people called um, the governor um, JB trans fat and all that. Yeah, governor trans fat and, and you know. Uh, I don't do I don't do it, but I also don't stop others from doing it. I don't. No, I, I, don't I, think, I think I think people ha- should have the 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 and, and remember it worked for Trump. That's why he became president. I mean, people saw that and 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 it, they gravitated towards that. Um, like I said, I think who was it? David that called. F- forget about the the personality. It's the policy. You know me, Valon. I what do I focus on mostly? On the ninety um, something. You focus on policy. Policy. We, we policy, both do. Yeah. But you got to understand, Hillary was crooked. So that's why it stuck, because she was crooked. I mean, look at what she did. And look at all of the, the, the if you don't know the past of the Clintons, I mean, right. come on. Well, 43 friends um, fatally met their uh, yeah. demise. Come on, man. <laughs> um, but you know what? Here's what I want to know. What did Obama know? When did he know it? And yet he continued to pro- propagate the lie. He knew all of this. He knew Biden had the investigation. I'm sure. You don't think that the Department of Justice came to him and said, oh, wait a minute, you're vice president. Look what he's doing. You no, don't think Fast he did and that? Furious. Yes. Let's, let's go way back. I mean, yes. I think the last guy in an orange jumpsuit was Scooter Libby. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. And therein lies the true problem. If you're a politician and you're in D.C. and you're in the power system, you don't yeah. seem to be getting the same kind of 
treatment that the public gets. Yeah, and, and I, think and I he also, is right. Scooter Libby, last guy. Yeah, right? and but I also think Republicans are not willing to to not figuratively break necks. They're not willing. Democrats will take it to the. Yeah, um, they will take it as far as you allow them. Yeah, and when you get when you push back, this is why Trump was so effective. He pushed back against him. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker and the problem solver. There you go. Oh, wait a minute. What? Hellraiser. Oh, you hell got oh I like problem solving. You, you like problem solving? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yes. All right. Because, because that's our next topic, problem oh, solving. Oh, you're right. Uh, you you're know right. what? Before that, let's let's get um, Greg's been holding on line. Greg from LaGrange. What's up, brother? Thanks hey, for holding. how you doing, guys? Doing well. I, I agree with Verline 100% on Trump. Um when he comes out and he calls people names, he calls Christy fat or he makes fun of people and demeans them. All he's showing people that might be sympathetic towards him right now, because it's clear this is, this is, this is a railroading of, of uh, third world proportions. Uh, but there, there uh, people that are trying to give him a chance are seeing him and thinking, and I know friends of mine tell me he's going to do the same thing on Twitter again, or true right. social or true social. constantly at it, demeaning people. And that's the problem with this guy. Right. But, but Greg, um, here's, 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 here's how I'll defend him. When you've been attacked the way he's been attacked, no other president has ever been attacked like this. I mean, like this, the, 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 as far as that, the weaponization of government against him. Um, and, and people think you're crazy because of what, I mean, He's he's a New Yorker. He's one of them old school New Yorkers. I mean, what the, what do they do? They go. They want to take you back in the back alley and beat and and, and brawl with you. That's his. That's I, his I get it. And I agree it, with what you're saying, though. He there there has never been a guy that has punched back as hard as he has on any. Never. But he could do it differently. Yeah. You know, he could do it a little bit differently, and he's done it in the past. Yeah. But I'll tell you, I don't care who comes out on the Republican side. Because I think it's going to be between one or two people, him and DeSantis. Yeah. Although I like Vivek Rashomon. I like him. <laughs> yeah, I like him too. He can, yeah, he came out right away. He said, if Trump goes to jail, I'm parting him. First thing I do. Amen. But but I'd vote for a ham sandwich over anybody. You cannot compromise with the Democrats. Yeah. They basically will not follow up on who uh, the Chinese on this whole COVID thing that destroyed our economy right. and enslaved people to the government largesse. They won't. They're, they're trying to destroy families by pitting children against parents with gender change, ridiculousness, sanctuary cities. You see the you see the hypocrisy with them now. Now they're crying uncle like somebody's got an in a hammerlock yeah. because the people are actually showing up. You cannot compromise with people. And Verlan's one hundred percent correct. And you said the same thing, John. Yeah. There is no limits to where they'll go. Right. There's just not. No. And if you think it's true to think that way all the way out to the extreme, that's what they would do yep. because that's what they are. I agree. Thank Have you a so great weekend, guys. Thank you, Greg. Thanks a lot, Greg. Uh, but, you know, on, speaking to that, uh, how, how do we fix this state? Because I think sometimes we look at we look at we look abroad, we look across the, the, the entirety of the United States. But Illinois is a mess. Uh uh, Valon is giving up on it. A lot of other people. I don't. I can't give up on Illinois. I could move anywhere right now. 
I would rather stay here and in the fight and fix this state right here. Because when you look at who she is, uh, Illinois, the infrastructure that we have, I mean, no, no, nobody compares to the pizza that we have. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, 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 but how do we fix this? What are the solutions? I personally think it's, it's part, we have to start in part in, in engaging in the culture and in the policy realm, and we have to merge them like the Democrats have done. What say you, State Representative? Yeah, so you know my story a little bit. I ran against mm-hmm. a two-term incumbent aboard in my local town, and in uh, 10 years, we just had a white slate nobody ran against, and so that took a lot of work. Mm-hmm. That was all ground game. That yeah. was actually making a connection to the voter. We have to do that as Republicans, make a connection to the low-propensity Republican voters, which is about 45% who do not participate. Right. They're the ones that will be at the cocktail parties. They'll be at the Cubs and Sox game. They'll be sitting next to you griping just as loud as we are. And you know that, that a lot of them are not voting. we got to make voting easier for those people. We have to get them into the mail-in ballot system. We have to get them voting every single time. Yeah. And, and that way, our, their ideas and our ideas will matter. We've been all those Lincoln Day dinners. We've been all the parades. We've been all country club parties. They're all going to come out and vote. It's the 45% of the low propensity voters that we have to spend 100% of our time. We catch 10% of those. Yeah. We're back in the game on almost every race in the state because the Democrats have already caught theirs. Yeah. We've got to go and catch ours. Yeah. We left a lot of mail-in ballot votes out there on, on, we, we didn't engage them. No, I, hey, I love to vote on yeah. voting day. To me, me it's too. one of the I'm most patriotic thing you can do. Here's the problem. Mm-hmm. When it's snowing, Grandma doesn't come out and vote. When right. it's a crappy, rainy day, she doesn't come out and vote. So we've got to change that whole dynamic. We've got to turn this into a premier voting experience. We do. You know, maybe concierge voting service right. instead of a PC. <laughs> we'll call them uh, premier concierges, escorting low-propensity voters back into the fold. Make yeah. sure. I hate to give Illinois ideas, but I think it's, online voting is coming. I hate to give Illinois ideas, but I think it's coming. I, I really believe it's coming. You, you were about to say something. I used about? to argue with Sean about that online thumbprint and all that. Please, amenity. We need to keep that. We need privacy. But No, no, it'll still be private. Nah, whatever. You make it easier you. for people to vote. They want to sit in the basement in their underwear and then vote on or buy a computer. I don't approve of that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't approve of lazy people voting. Che- but, Cheetos stained hands? Yeah, yeah, I don't about like here. that. I don't Keyboard like warriors. But you made a statement about who she is, who Illinois is. I asked a question. Who is she? Now, I understand. Now, when I had my business, my transportation business, I used to travel all down state. I understand all of these different places downstate, they're not like Cook County and they're not like Chicago. I really do understand that. But what does it say about Illinois for those people to sit back and watch what's going on and let this guy be governor again and they have a super majority? What does that say about Illinois? And we'll answer that after the break. We'll be right back. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Uh, Troublemaker, uh, refra- re- uh, repeat the question, and we'll have the representative answer. Okay. The, the question was is... And get to the point, though. You know, you, you filibustered that time. I understand. So. Uh, listen, <laughs> we all we already know what's going on in Cook County and Chicago. But 
for people downstate because I was with I was doing the show with John and I told told you we need new voters, new voters for people downstate to not vote. Sit back and let these Democrats rule us the way they do. What does that say about this state? Well, when you say people not voting, I know this in the primary, the higher concentration of voters came from downstate in the primary from the Republican side. They turned out in the primaries. You're, the, the math is more than half of the voters come from Cook County. That's the math problem. Mm-hmm. The other problem is, to your point, the other half come from downstate. They are spread out in ways that make it very difficult, incredibly expensive to get to, so the concentrated neighborhoods can be gotten to more efficiently, more quickly, and with less man hour. Yeah. The Republicans need to replicate what the Democrats have done, which is spend our time in these neighborhoods in the suburban counties. Yep. And we've got a lot of new reps. I like to call them the suburban squad members. <laughs> the stuff these people have passed make my hair turn brown. It's we, white. And we, you know how many people feel the same way? But we don't even show up. Right. Republicans don't even show up to even explain to them. I'm telling you, there are a lot of people that don't know what's happening. I know. Yeah, I say yeah, that all yeah. the time. These people, they got land. I say it all the time. They just they live on their land. They just cool with, with living on their land and being oblivious to what's going on. We need to invest in bus services. Remember the souls to the polls? We need to invest in buses going downstate. We need to knock on doors downstate. Not just holding rallies in certain areas where you think it's populist. We need to go knock on doors and go talk to people. Send off flyers. We need to mail flyers. We need to do whatever we can Boots to get to those people out to vote. Verlon, the energy sitting next to you. I need to tell you what. I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but here's, here's, here's the kicker. No, no. He's, but here's the kicker, though. Verlon, where you live? I'm in Indiana. Uh, okay. What? Hello? Hello. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> you a Democrat. All right, no, never mind, Verlon. No, 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 no. That's conservative. Keep that energy in Chesterton or wherever the heck you are over there. <laughs> he, he does it to me all the time. That was good, Verlon. That was good. I do it to him all the time because uh, I, I would love... You know what? If he lives nice if he lived here, he'd be great candidate to run for office. Oh, are you office. kidding me? I'll, uh, I'd get yeah, you elected you on one-tenth you of the other spot. Who, who, who needs to run now for office is Dan Prof. Dan Prof needs to run. You think he'll do it? No. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I, I, I've yeah. talked to him. Yeah. He, he, I think he's done. He wants, yeah. a, he wants another face out there to do it. He, 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 he's, he knows a lot of people. And you know, we, 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 we got a few short minutes. Um, who is that? Who's our standard bearer? Who's, who's the person that's out there, the flag bearer? For the Illinois Republican Party right now. Yeah, I think there's a big void. Uh, yeah. You know, it was Durkin for a long time. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, uh, uh, Jeannie Proft. I mean, yeah. we need somebody in the fight. Uh, uh, Sounds like there's an opening for Marty McCann. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm incredibly popular south of I-80 yeah. and west of 39. <laughs> so if the media market here in Chicago, because yeah. I've been putting out, John, as you know, yeah. what I think is really succinct messaging, telling people what's really going on. Right. And I usually put a little bent on it so that it also is Funny. not just informational, but it's Reagan-esque, and you want to you make sure people understand what you're doing. So it's out there. And if anybody's interested in tracking me down, yeah. uh, marty4illinois.com yeah. is the best way to get a hold of me. And uh, I and I believe that there's also a state site, but I'm here not as a yeah. state rep, but hey, as your guest. I've had people say, you got to bring um, you got to bring the rep back. They like you, man. <laughs> well, I sound like uh, Luther Vandross live. <laughs> oh, God. Not quite Nick Smith, uh, state oh. representative Nick Smith, but I'm, uh, I'm trying my best. Pistol Pete, thank you so much. You made me sound good today. 
Troublemaker, thank you. Representative, thank you so much. You know, John, I always you. appreciate you. Appreciate our friendship. Hey, it's good, go it's good to see you, Hoosier, baby. Good Black, to meet you, brother. Blackandrightradio.com. Get the merch. Let's go. Syndication. That's the goal. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.